last volume on Exile, the team was sent to New York City for sort of undefined goals. It was a weird Suicide Squad Warriors mashup that didn't necessarily work. Uh, they ended up retrieving magical items for the Kingpin, got another spear, and after they had been told that they'd be stuck in New York City for another two days, they got a new strange mission that ordered them to kill the Kingpin, which they did with the help of literally crashing a shield carrier into it and another monster enchantress summoned with a Proteus horn. But now they will have to find themselves inside of a weird house. So let's see what happens this week on Exiled. Devin, I'll be playing Ken Hale, the Gorilla Man. Uh, Ken is a former S.H.I.E.L.D. agent and current member of Agent of Atlas. He hunted the elusive gorilla, or another gorilla man, killed him, which cursed him with the gorilla curse himself. Now he is an immortal gorilla and can only die if someone else kills him, and if they do, they become a gorilla as well. Ain't that always the way? Mm-hmm. And you also made that curse infectious. Oh, yes. Yep. I'm Jen. I play the Enchantress. She is an Asgardian goddess who specializes in magic and seduction. She's a pickup artist. <laughs> yeah, she's Mr. E. <laughs> but, like, really lazy about it. <laughs> and I'm James Leesk. I play a Wendigo. Specifically, I play... Uh, Métis fur, uh, fur trapper Francois Frank Lartigue, who became a Wendigo, but was somewhat tamed by the power of friendship with his universe's Spider-Man. Also, he has Captain America's shield. And I'm Kaylee. I'm playing the teenage Jean Grey from the 1960s. She's one of the original X-Men and has telepathy and telekinesis. It is apparently very impressionable. <laughs> Well, she she will she become murder really well. <laughs> well, she will become Dark Phoenix, so she's, she's got a little bit of that in her already. This is literally her Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys have uh, found yourselves teleported away inside this house. Now there are some interesting things that I'm going to get across. The first is that your clothing is all different. Wendigo, you normally do not wear clothing. You find yourselves in a very 50s-ish, 50s-ish housewife dress. Hell yeah! And also your hair looks super shiny. I want to make it clear, Wendigo's into this. That is perfectly fine. And I don't mean sexually, I just mean like this is a thing that makes him happy, it turns out. Well, yeah, you. it's not often that you find a dress that fits your Wendigo size and stature. And it also works well with your natural hair color. You're very much a winter. Uh, Gorilla Man, you are dressed to the nines in a very 50s-ish style business suit. 
Ooh. Uh, you also now have a smoking pipe with you. But you cannot find any of your other equipment on you at this time. Enchantress, you find yourselves where you find yourself with your hair cut short, you have a baseball cap on, a baseball jersey, and baseball pants that look doesn't necessarily fit. And uh Jean. But I'm pulling it off. Yes. I'm the enchantress. It, it's a bit more sexualized. Yeah, like you've got it. I, I mean, have where... you seen a softball outfit? Because that's a good look. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Gene, you're wearing a dress that it's appropriate for your age, but maybe it's about 10 years out of fashion for what you're expecting. And the other important thing is beyond this very 50s-style house that you are in, one of the walls is completely missing, and it is opened up to black space where there is just a white cue card floating in nothing. God. Oh god, are we leaving it to the beaver? So what do you do? What does the cue card say? I was gonna say. <laughs> Start scene. Mine. Should I te- check the talus to see if it has anything to say? Uh, when you look for the talus, it is not currently on your wrist. Oh no! I look around for Scourge. Uh, Scourge is not with you. No. You see uh, words starting to appear on the cue card that say, Act 1, Scene 1, Morning, Breakfast. And there is a table that seems to have breakfast set out for it with you guys. This is weird. Is it real breakfast or is it like fake TV breakfast? Uh, it looks relatively real, like you can eat the food, but you aren't necessarily sure how long that it has been sitting out here. Well, it's been a while since Popeye's, so I'm willing to take that risk. And also, if you guys can speak when you're doing a character voice, that would be helpful for this, as opposed to asking questions voice. Or non-character voice. So, Gorilla Man, you sit down to uh, eat some uh, breakfast? Yes. So there are, there's like a big bowl of eggs on the table. There's a big plate of bacon. There's also cereal, milk, orange juice. It's like that full TV breakfast that uh, someone probably would have had to get up at least an hour earlier to uh, prepare it. I pour Papa a can of coffee. And uh, as you hand him the coffee, are you going to say anything to him? No. Thank you, dear. What are you doing? I want I want to wander directly into the darkness. Uh, as you walk into the darkness, you find yourselves at the top of the stairs that lead down back into this room. Well, shit. <laughs> Who is that? Show yourself. So Enchantress being from Asgard would not have the... Uh, I, I, I go over and go, uh, sweetie, sweetie, come back and eat your breakfast. And then I whisper in her, this is clearly like a, like a weird comedy television show thing. I think we should roll with it for now. I give him the, the like most confused 
look, but uh, I'll follow back to the kitchen set. And Jean, how are you feeling about this? Uh, strangely, it feels like home. <laughs> so I'm kind of rolling with it for now. So you're just getting yourself a uh, plate of breakfast? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, like you probably, like, your character was literally a child during the period that this show, this fake sitcom is set in. So you got real exactly. memories of that. Yeah. This feels totally normal in a weird way. So all of a sudden, there is a knock at the front door. Well, who could that be? <laughs> Are you going over to open up the door, Gorilla Man? Yes. So you open it up, and there is just a strange envelope floating in front of you. Mail sure came early today. <laughs> I take the envelope, and I think we should read it. En- Enchantress is looking increasingly wigged out. So, uh, Gorilla Man, you open up the letter, and inside it says, Your boss is coming to dinner tonight. Make sure that it's good, otherwise you aren't going to get that promotion. God. I share the letter with the rest of the group. Uh, are you just going to, like, hand it over to him, or... I guess I'll say Uh, guys, just letting you all know that tonight... The boss is coming over, so we're going to need to prepare a good, f- fancy dinner. And also, we're going to meet. Everyone needs to be on your best behavior, otherwise, Daddy's not getting that new promotion. And I hear color TV might happen. But sweetie, I don't have anything in the ice box for this. <laughs> what? Enchantress, as you are like trying to assess this out and vocalizing it, you feel a electric shock through you and you take five damage. I scream. Sweetie, sweetie, come over here. No, it's okay, okay. I, I, I brush her hair and I pour her some more orange juice. At this point, the glass is just overflowing. <laughs> I swat when it goes hand away when he tries to touch my hair. (laughs) Now, sport, go to your room. Where even is that? That's a good question, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, can Jean, like, quietly, telepathically search to see if she can reach the minds of this audience that's laughing? Uh, yeah. Roll a, uh... Telepathy check. Ooh, she got a 66. So that's... That's almost nice. Yeah. (laughs) It's barely in the yellow. Uh, yeah. You don't sense a lot of minds. You just sense one big mind. And as you touch it, you, like, get a sense of force feedback. As you just see something awful that you can't describe. It's just this undescribable feeling of gross awfulness oh no it's the patriarchy (laughs) (laughs) uh there's one big mind out there whoever that audience is but i got this feeling of terrible awfulness i can't even describe (laughs) (laughs) 
still creepy. <laughs> Enchantress is just looking increasingly disturbed with every passing laugh track. As there's this silence of just uncertainty, all of you take five electric damage. I scream again. Sweetie, sweetie, you don't want to get riled up before you have to go to school, and I assume the big game? <laughs> and uh, you notice a uh, clock on the wall is starting to make a chiming sound that it's about 8 o'clock. You gotta go and, catch the bus! And uh, on the cue card you say, wrap up the scene, written on it. I hand my fake children uh, their lunch boxes and push them out the door. And since I'm bigger than them, I can do it. Oh, wow, this is shitty parenting. Oh, my God, no. (laughs) (laughs) You take both of the kids and pick them all off the ground and stick them out on the other side of the door. I want to have a whispered conference with uh, Jean. Uh, Yes, so we're going to wrap up the scene with Gorilla Man and Wendigo first. I guess, I guess I'll go grocery shopping. Wink. Get some fresh meat. Wink. For dinner. Absolutely. Gotta make a good impression on the boss. And speaking of, I should probably get to the office. So I'm gonna just grab my nice hat and get on out of here. I'll see you tonight, sweetie. I give Ken a peck on the cheek. <laughs> So, Jean and Enchantress, you wake up similar to the way that you did before, and you now find yourselves in this classroom. Enchantress, you have no context of where it is. Uh, the desk that you're at is way too small for you. And all around you are not necessarily mannequins, but mannequin-type shapes, just like vaguely humanoid forms seated at the desks, and one of the uh, figures is also in the front, writing something on the board. Um, Are we disoriented from, like, waking up again, or is it more like we walked out of the door and found ourselves in this room? You walked out of the door and found yourselves in this room at these desks that you're at now. And they're both in the same classroom. Yes. Okay. Are we in a play? Are we in some sort of theater? Sure. I don't know. <laughs> this is some kind of human school, but uh, not like any school I've ever been to. You see the uh, figure up at the board writing Teacher's Classroom, today's lesson, learning, on the board in big letters. Oh, well, that narrows it down. (laughs) And uh, Enchantress, you hear something rustling from the lunchbox that you were given that is also sitting at the desk with you. I open it. Inside are... Three large frogs. I mean, that's good eating. And these are, like, actual frogs. 
live. So I guess you could try and eat them raw. Or is that you? <laughs> Can we tell if it's in a different font? Uh, no, you cannot. <laughs> and, uh, Enchantress, with these frogs on the lunchbox, they look like they're going to try and jump out of here. What do you do? Watch them go. <laughs> so the frogs all jump out of the lunchbox, and all of a sudden the kid starts making, like, exaggerated poses. They aren't actually saying anything, but you can tell that they're either laughing or screaming, like, Two of them jump up onto their desks like they're afraid of the frogs that are in here. And you see the large teacher figure coming over towards you, looking very angry and uh, matronly. Um, Enchantress is still just sort of blankly staring at all of this. She does not really understand what is happening. <laughs> uh, Jean, assuming you've watched some television, do you have... Any input on this scene? All I know is that if they this teacher expects us to di to dissect these frogs, I'm not doing it. So what are you actually like saying though, as the teacher comes over? Hey teacher, leave these kids alone. <laughs> I hate that goddamn laughter. <laughs> And uh, the teacher is going to say, Which one of you brought frogs in here? I just skull eye her. Was it you, Amor Andy? She says, looking over to the enchantress. Did you bring these frogs in here? Just complete silence. Jean? Did your. Brother? <laughs> Bring these frogs in here? <laughs> I don't even know what to do. <laughs> okay, my, my fiery red-headed temper kicks in. I'm just like, okay, teacher, I've had enough of this. And I try to force bolter. Go for it. Roll that force bolt check. Ooh, a 90. Yeah, you, like, blast her, and she goes flying across the room. She breaks through that chalkboard that she was writing on. <laughs> <laughs> it felt good. <laughs> Class dismissed. And then it goes blank for you. We then cut to Gorilla Man, who is at a nondescript office. It's hard to tell what your job is. You've just got a desk and some sort of cubicle type building. And you have a name plaque that just says Gorilla Man Jones. Well, I think it's time for a coffee break. Uh, yeah, you're able to uh, get up from your desk and this fake TV SETI office does have a uh, coffee station at it. There's a few of these nondescript figures that are uh, walking around here or pretending to do work. 
And so you're going up for uh, coffee? Mm-hmm. You see uh, one of these figures come up and says, Gorilla Man Jones, I hope dinner is going to be excellent tonight. Going to be the best you've ever seen. Oh, how do you know what I've seen? It's figure of speech, sir. You feel a slight shock go through you for five damage. <laughs> yeah, we did not believe in my cooking, husband. <laughs> well, I hope it's better than those reports that you sent me last Thursday. Those were awful. And if this meal doesn't blow me away... You're not only going to lose that promotion, you're also going to be fired. Wow. <laughs> 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 Sir, that sounds like blackmail. I feel like maybe we need to have a talk down at HR about this. <laughs> HR? I am also HR. HR million dollars, greatest businessman in the world, and your boss... I thought you were just going to say, like, Hank Robbins. <laughs> yeah. Well, in that case, sir, I will make sure that it's the greatest thing tonight. Everything will go swimmingly. You will love me, and you will make me your partner. You better, or else you're fired. <laughs> and the audience laughter again at the threat of your economic downfall that would send your entire family life into chaos. These cold, cold, unfeeling monsters. And, uh, Wendigo, you wake up and find yourself in a supermarket set. And you've got some of these nondescript figures who are walking around, pushing shopping carts. A few of them are stocking things on the wall. But, uh, you need to go and get some food. I, I, I mean, I guess I just, you know, like I do it like they, uh, they normally do in uh, TV uh, shows where I'm just like gra- just grabbing cans off the shelf. I'm not really paying attention to what I'm doing. Uh, are you, like, doing this carefully, or are you, like... No, they don't do it carefully on TV, come on. Okay. So are you, like, just bringing entire shelfuls of food, or are you specifically, like, picking one out at a time? Yeah, I'm picking one at a time, but, like, on, TV, on sitcoms, they're not, like, comparing a list and being like, oh, do I want to get this pro- one or this brand, and this one's on sale, but it's not as big. I'm just grabbing cans. So as you're doing this, another one of these figures comes up and is like, Oh, Wendy, I'm so glad to see you here. Hi, Janine. <laughs> That's so funny. You know my name's Karen. <laughs> Could have yes-anded me. Could have yes-anded me. Well, so I hear you're having the husband's boss over for dinner tonight. Yep. Well, I'm just concerned because all this food that you're getting is dog food. And you guys don't have a dog. I clonk her on the head and I put her in the shopping cart. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, are you going to check out now? Yeah, I'm going to check out. So the uh, clerk is like, uh, are you putting the cans on first or are you putting her on first? She's on top of the cans. I have to put her on and then I put the cans uh, uh, on after. (laughs) Okay. So, uh, she, like, comes sliding down the rotating card, and he's like, and the uh, clerk is like, ah, I need a price check for this woman. (laughs) 
damn it, I didn't get a chance to say my joke. It's Don't worry, it's 76 cents on the dollar. I'm Devin. You can find me on Twitter at FredoFett. That's F-R-E-D-D-O-F-E-T-T. You can also hear me hosting the weekly podcast Multiversal Q with our Game Master Luke. I'm Jen. You can find me at Street Over Jen on Twitter, or you can find my art at www.streetovergen.com. I'm James. You can find me on Twitter at Leask, L-E-A-S-K. You can find my backlog of writing on comicsalliance.com, uh, uh, R-A-P, Comics Alliance, more you till I join you. And uh, you can find my fo- written forward for the upcoming Indigenous Comics Anthology Moonshot Volume 2 from Alternate History Comics uh, coming this spring. I'm Kaylee. Um, you can find me at Ranch 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 on Twitter. And you can find my comics and pop culture writing on womenwriteaboutcomics.com, deadshirt.net. And I have some upcoming guest pieces on Talk Film Society. Uh, so we'll go for the uh, questions to uh, Jim this time. So what's the most important, uh, this question comes from Xavier Files, who sent it in via Twitter, and his question is, what's the most important comic for you, and uh, what would be Enchantress's most important comic, though she probably doesn't read comics unless there's like Asgardian Gilbert? (laughs) Um, I think for Enchantress, um, the, there's the Mighty Thor issues like 13 to 16, there's the whole arc where um, Enchantress makes um, her keep out of like that human who is Thor. I don't know. But the way she's written in that is just sort of uh, fun and um, bitchy. Yeah. Uh, Enchantress doesn't read comics. Okay. Uh, I am Luke, the Game Master. I forgot to say my part. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, at @coltreg. You can find more about me at LukeHair, L-E-K-E-H-E-R-R dot com. Uh, Exile Podcast is a weekly podcast. You can find more out about us at Exile.com. I'm also going to be starting sort of a appendix or bonus session, so if you want to know more about certain characters or what have you, you can get more of a understanding that way which will help because i have some really weird and random deep cuts uh if you enjoy the podcast and want to support us for as little as one dollar a month you get the episodes a week early along with bonus things like character sheets and more you can find more about the you can find more out about that at xoutpodcast.com which has a link to our patreon thanks for listening and we'll see you next week now let's get back on to this weird sitcom episode you guys all find yourselves back at the house uh enchantress you have a giant dunce cap on your head that literally has the word dunce written on it (laughs) can i take it off that's my kind of low brush it uh yes you can i throw it away Am I 
What what what's the space around me? Uh, you guys are back in the house set in the uh, family room. Like I'm pretty much picturing, uh, Gorilla Man and uh, Wendigo were already back here, so the two kids came through the door, and that's where you threw the dunce cap off. Okay. Yeah, I want to like check for illusion magic, basically. Okay, so sort of like reverse engineer your illusion spell to see if you can detect other illusions. Yeah. Okay, yeah, roll me a uh, illusion check. So that's in the yellow. Um and I have a I could potentially use a column shift from my magic lore. Yeah. Uh, uh as Oh, that won't do anything, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, as far as you can check, this is not illusions. Something seems to be messing with the reality around you guys. Really? Are I just feel like everyone has finally, like, taken notice of our excellence and has given us a hit TV show. And this is sweeps, guys. Like, we really need to step up our A-game if we want to get renewed for another season. <laughs> So, Wendigo, you've seen your uh, daughter slash son slash enchantress come in with a dunce cap. Are you going to respond to this at all? Honey, what did you do at school today? Enchantress, I mean you. Frogs. You mean you didn't eat your lunch? <laughs> I slaved over catching those. Enchantress is responding to pretty much everything with, like, long, icy stares. I put the dunce cap back on her. <laughs> Except I write family above dunce on it. When the audience laughs, I turn and shoot an energy bolt in the direction of the sound. Uh, it, it's sort of an all-encompassing, but when you shoot that energy bolt, you take a electric charge again for five damage. I curse. <laughs> in Asgardian. Yeah, the FCC don't know about that. <laughs> uh, you hear the uh, clock starting to chime that it's almost the dinner hour it literally has dinner hour written on it windigo okay people uh you need to you need to get dressed into your finery and clean up before dinner i want to uh do an illusion roll to try and uh, get my normal appearance that's 10 uh you try to but your uh, magic sort of fizzles out when you try and do that you can do a uh wait do you have enough karma yes you do have enough karma for a reroll but no, that's not worth spending karma on. Nope. Uh, you were able to just add a bit of cleavage just for that whole enchantress vibe. But yeah, otherwise it is pretty much the same baseball outfit that you have currently. Uh, Gorilla Man, what are you doing in this situation? Kids, you can't embarrass me tonight. The boss is coming over. We have to make a good impression. Otherwise, I'm going to lose my job. We're going to have no money. We're not going to be able to eat. We're, we're, we're going to starve. Kids, kids, we can't have that. 
Honey, not in front of the kids. I'm just rolling my eyes. <laughs> and there is a knock on the door. Uh, I- I'll-, I'll get it. I put on some pearls. So you open the door, Gorilla Man, and you see the figure that you assume to be your boss, Gorilla Man. What do you mean assume to be my boss? I met him earlier that day. Well, they're all pretty much nondescript figures, so it's literally just telling it by the body language they use and the voice that comes out of it. Ah, yes. uh, Hello, sir. Uh, please, please come in. I guess I will. He, uh, takes a few big steps in. So, introduce me to your family. Oh, this, this, this is my beloved wife and my two children. Family, Give me names. please meet my boss. Uh, th- th- this is my wife, Francis. He uh, puts his hand out. Lovely to meet you, ma'am. I give him a very European kiss on each cheek. He's like, ooh, I, I see why you caught this one while you could. <laughs> I rolled a blush. I rolled a 55 to blush. <laughs> yeah, you you blush well, like, even though you are under lots of hair. It, it comes through enough. It's sort of a coquettish blush. <laughs> and then these are my darling children, um, Amor and Jean. Uh, what's up, Pops? I see why you earned that dunce cap. I'm now chewing gum loudly. I don't know if I had chewing gum, but... I'm pretty sure chewing gum didn't exist in the 50s. Oh, of course it did. They just chewed, they chewed, they chewed tree, tree sap. That's like where that terrible, terrible <laughs> bubble gum is from. No, no, I'm pretty sure they just chewed uh, tree sap. <laughs> Yes, that is our unruly child, who, if she doesn't learn to straighten up, is going to military school. I give him the finger. (laughs) You, uh, get zapped again for five damage. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Yeah, that'll learn her. (laughs) She's honey! (laughs) She's quite a, uh, spirited one, and... So your name is Jean? You can call me Jeannie. Fake smile. And what do you want to be when you grow up? A housewife? Uh, Destroyer (laughs) of worlds, actually. (laughs) Kids these days. (laughs) Too true, sir. Too true. So now, what are you serving for dinner? It smells delicious. Oh, it's a surprise. You'll see when it, you'll see. If you just sit down, I'll get you a cocktail. Uh, yeah, there is a nice cocktail bar that is hidden inside a globe. So if you're going over there to make some drinks, yep. uh, what are you making for the boss? An old-fashioned. Okay. So you uh, mix up the old-fashioned and you bring it back? I spill it on him. <laughs> and then I whisper in his ear, If you ever talk to my child again that way, I will ruin you. You take five electric damage. I'm being a good parent. I should get five hit points back. (laughs) That's not how electricity works. Oh, sweetie, can I see you in the kitchen for a second? The boss turns to the uh, blank wall and says, 
I guess I need to control how much I'm drinking tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so cut to Gorilla Man and Wendigo in the kitchen. Oh, yeah, so I got a new plan. So that guy, such a dick. I say we kill him, you eat him, and then we will have Amora use an illusion to take his place. I'll get that promotion, and everything will be great. I mean, that, that, that seems fine. You know I'm pro-murder. I literally just told him I would murder him. The audience is hearing none of this, so as you're saying this, there is no laugh track or anything. Uh, you do notice that there is a large casserole dish that just has open cans of uh, dog food that have been baked. Back in the uh, living room with the uh, boss, the boss is like, So kids, what did you learn at school today? I learned I can telekinetically fling my teacher through a chalkboard. <laughs> That's what we're getting from these liberal schools these days. I just put my feet up on the table and chew gum at him. <laughs> you blow a big bubble. And you also get shocked for five damage. Uh, I would like to do a healing roll. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a 96. Uh, yeah, you gained back. Uh, what is your healing rank at? My, Sorry. Uh, uh yeah. good. You gain uh, 15 hit points back, and uh, he sees you cast this magic, and he's like, Oh, wow, is that one of those newfangled yo-yos I keep hearing so much about? <laughs> uh, no, it's summoning a demon. <laughs> that sounds like a yo-yo to me. Does it? God. Boy, I hope dinner isn't going to be taking too long. I come out from the kitchen with an extremely large uh, platter with a cloche on top. The uh, boss gets up and practically like floats over as if he's smelling one of those uh, cartoony scent lines coming from something delicious. Mmm, so what are we having for dinner tonight? I pull off the cloche, mm-hmm. and it is Janine from the grocery store. Alive! <laughs> I want to emphasize alive. With an apple in her mouth. <laughs> That's actually better than what I thought was going to happen. Hmm, who's this delectable creature? No, you made it weird. I clonk him on the head. (laughs) And you take five damage. So you have now got a bound and tied up Janine and a unconscious boss here. Uh, What are you guys doing? What do the cue cards say? Uh, the cue cards say they're just a series of question marks. I put him in the oven. (laughs) (laughs) So you, like, drag him off from the ground and stick him into the oven off stage? Yeah. The audience uh, gives you a loud woo (laughs) as you do this. Uh, so Janine is struggling with the, uh, apple in her mouth and trying to move. She looks panicked at, uh, everybody else. I kneel down and pet her head. <laughs> Do you roll to seduce? <laughs> no. I want her to be afraid. Making it weird again. Jean, are you responding to this at all? Because it has taken a turn for the very weird. <laughs> it has. Um, let's see. Wait, is, um, out of quick character question, is Janine also one of the weird mannequin people? Or is she like a yes. person? No, she's a weird mannequin person. Okay, so we wouldn't get anything out of her, right? Right. Okay. Oh, God. What to do? And then I think we all sit down to dinner. (laughs) (laughs) So you're coming back out of the uh, kitchen then, Wendigo? Yeah. Okay. Father, will you carve the roast beast? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Roll a strength check. <laughs> yeah, it's green. Uh, yeah, you, you carve into her and sparks start shooting out of her immediately as you uh, reveal her to be a robot inside. Yeah, how are you how are you carving Janine up here? I sit down and huff much like Lucille Ball and just complain about how I ruined the roast. <laughs> well, who wants the chi- who wants the wings, children? Drumsticks? I'll take a thigh. A thigh? Very good. Anyone else? Any particular pieces? Enchantress? I refuse to say anything here that could con- be construed as double entendre. Fine. No supper for you. There's clearly nothing sexual about this. We're just eating another person. <laughs> oh god, we're back to war again, aren't we? No, I clearly said there's nothing sexual about it. Stop making it sexual, Luke. Is it for <laughs> if it's a robot? No. There you go. <laughs> there, we've desexualized it. And I also sexualized it for another group of people. You uh, see one of the cue cards that has a big note that just says, wrap up the scene. Well, I think everything went pretty swimmingly tonight, all things considered. I'm not going to get fired. With any luck, I'll be able to finagle my way into that promotion. And let's all go to bed. But remember, sweetie, we have to sleep in separate beds, as it is still the 1950s. The audience laughs at this. And as the lights go down, I say, honey, I'm M-Preg. (laughs) <laughs> this is my favorite episode of I Love Lucy. I hate the Sonic Dreams collection. <laughs> and uh, the last track, uh, last track is we cut back to the bedroom of Gorilla Man and Wendigo where there are two separate beds in there. And uh, Wendigo and Gorilla Man are both in the room. Good night. Yeah, good night. John Boy. Good night, dear. The room goes black again and all of you find yourselves in your normal costumes standing in a black void and you hear the sound of metal pinging onto the ground as it comes near you. And in front of you is this large, brown, yellowish figure on a pair of metal legs with a large metal tail on the back of it. And it says, hmm, it was a bit weird. It was a bit out there. It was a bit too high concept, but also a bit too self-aware. I understand there's no fourth wall, but maybe you could have tried to hold back that whole idea that you were inside a TV show. Yes, yes, yes. Do we... I... I... Do, should we roll to recognize? No, none of you have come across this figure before. Um, I would like to threateningly charge up the Jinku staff. Ooh, are you going to get things heated up in here? I mean, I understand that you're trying to appeal to the queer audience and everything, but I wasn't necessarily getting that vibe. I mean, we tried to reach out, and it, it just wasn't necessarily selning enough. We'll probably need to change the dynamics with the next episode. Is that fine with you guys? Oh, God damn okay, it, it's actually I want to roll so. to uh, transmute metal into ash. Uh, roll to use that staff. It's an 83 on <laughs> incredible. So that's in the yellow. Uh, yeah. 
all of a sudden, uh, two of his legs just get turned into nothing. He's like, Do you see that you are back into the uh, Crystal Palace shopping mall set up at the Panopticron, but inside you there seem to be 20 or so sets in here. And uh, the yellow figure is going to uh, quickly get back up and start to scurry away and he says oh i'll make sure that you're much more entertaining next time or a lob paralysis because i'm taking control of the exiles now have fun being part of axo productions i, re I, I really want to try and uh, paralyze him before i can run out uh yeah roll a quick check to see if you can do that that's, and that's in the green that is not going to be enough. His unnatural physiology is unfortunately very resistant. And he is able to scutter off further into the base. God, he's disgusting. And, uh, yeah, you notice that in these other rooms that are set up, there's all sorts of different shows with some of these other people around the uh, Panopticron. And we will get to helping those people, possibly, next week. Until then, see you on the same time in the same channel.